Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us 45630 for skis, watch, and clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! 
So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time only on one nostalgic weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. Edition, coronavirus edition, whatever you want to call it, we're in the building. Um, Action VR Network holding us down, man. Uh, Wacko Bob, aka Bob James, aka the hardest working man in show business, in, is in the building, holding me down behind the boards. Um, yeah, we here, we in the building, man. We gonna chop it up, man. For you know, hour, however long it takes for us to chop it up. Um, tomorrow night around this time. You'll be looking at your uh, your your teams, your NFL teams, twenty twenty schedule. The schedule is dropping in at eight o'clock, but it's going to be dropping a little bit earlier. Schedule is going to come out about seven thirty. You go to your particular team's uh, website, and they're going to drop the twenty twenty NFL schedule. Um, I'm not really sure in regards to dates. They might have potential dates. But um, this is all contingent on what's going to happen with this, you know, with this uh, pandemic that we're dealing with right now, man. So, again, um, NFL schedule dropping tomorrow night, Thursday, 730 on the NFL Network. Um, your teams will be dropping them probably earlier than that, you know, because the, um, the society that we live in 
Now everything has been, you know, um, you know, dropped early. They might say seven o'clock and they drop at four o'clock. So um, tomorrow night we'll be talking about NFL schedules on Twitter and on social media and all that. So we're in the building, man, making it do what it do. You know what? You know if you follow your team and you know um, your team and then where they finished that last season, um, you probably already know who you're going to play. You just don't know the dates. So um, tomorrow, that'll be all that'll be solved. We'll figure out who Kansas City Chiefs are going to open up with on the, you know, on the Thursday night, you know, Super Bowl champions. Um, how many times the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to be on the schedule? I know we're going to be on a lot. I know the Buccaneers are going to be on a lot. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to predict this. The Buccaneers are going to be on at least two Sunday nights, two Monday nights, and a Thursday night. That's what I predict. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be on two Sunday night games, two Monday night games, and a Thursday night. That's five. That's five. And, it, and, and that might be low. That might be low. All right? Um, the Dallas Cowboys um, added Andy Dalton. Oh, man. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I just don't see it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's not my problem to deal with. But and if, if if anybody's gonna, you know, take a flyer on Andy Dalton, it'd be the Dallas Cowboys. You know what I mean? Um, this situation going on with Dak Prescott. Um, I think they just really need to just go ahead and sign that dude. You know what I mean? Um, Jerry needs to stop betting against himself, hoping that, you know, he has you know, Dak has a season where they could justify not paying him. Um, Andy Dalton is not the answer to your problems. I don't care what nobody said. I don't care how many times he, you know, his team was 10 wins and how many yards he threw for and this and that, and that not as a damn. Andy Dalton is not a dude to think about when you think about trying to take your team to the next level. Andy Dalton is a, 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 a niche above Josh Allen. That type of thing. I don't put Andy Dalton in my top five, my top ten. Might not be in my top fifteen quarterbacks in the NFL. Andy Dalton. I don't. I don't mess with Andy Dalton the same way I mess with Andy Dalton. I don't mess with um, Matt Ryan. I don't mess with those guys. I don't trust them. I do not trust Andy Dalton. I don't trust. The, uh, you already know how I feel about Matt Ryan. You know. So um, you know if the Cowboys feel like they, you know outsmarted everybody, then, you know, so be it. But I don't think that um, the Cowboys are, are going to, you know, um, you know, light up the world because they got Andy Dalton to back up uh, um, Dak Prescott. Um, as far as, you know, the drafts is concerned, man, you know, a lot of teams did, you know, made some moves that, you know, um, hopefully will help their teams. We're going to talk about a few of them tonight since we're in the mood and we're talking about football I mean, this is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. Of course, you're going to get it like that, baby. All right, we're going to start off with the Tennessee Titans, man. Um, Tennessee used their first-round pick to replace their uh, departed right tackle, Jack Conklin. I think he went to Indianapolis. Um, And they they got another first-round right tackle in Isaiah Wilson. Um, I think that, you know, again, you know, um, the Titans have to do something with their offensive line because, again, you know, Derrick Henry is a 
the draft choice to, to make some things happen to protect them in their, in their running game. Um, the Steelers and the Colts. The Steelers added Chase Claypool, who really didn't do a lot in, in, in college that, you know, on the production tip that, you know, reflected his, uh, uh, um, his uh, judgment as, as a terrific athlete. Um, they already got Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, and Jays Washington already on the depth chart. Um, Chase Claypool is going to have to probably work his way into the rotation. Um, but you know how the Steelers are with these wide receivers. They always find diamonds in the rough. Um, Indianapolis, they um, brought in uh, Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor, the uh, kid from Wisconsin, um, who's going to help them upgrade, you know, two different units and, um, you know, leap their way into the top ten, man. The Colts should be good this season, man. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Did the Eagles add the best receiver on the board at the number 21 pick? Ah, Jalen Rager. You know, um, you know John Hightower, Quez Watkins. Plus, they traded for Marquise Goodwin. Um, again, are the Eagles expected to really take the top off of a lot of defenses this year? We'll see. You know, um, you know, um, Deshaun Jackson, notwithstanding. You know, Tampa Bay. On the other hand, they, um, you know, solidified the uh, only. Obvious weakness was on the offensive line. They got Tristan Wurst to, to um, you know, help protect Tom Brady, and they went ahead and added Keyshawn Vaughn at running back. So again, to get some depth and some insurance at the running back position, I'm expecting a lot out of Ronald Jones the third this season. But uh, adding uh, a running back like Keyshawn Vaughn is not going to hurt at all. And they added Tyler Johnson at wide receiver. So. Again, Tampa Bay should, you know, should be good, you know, should be good with the Buccaneers this season to see what they do. Um, San Francisco 49ers, you know, Brandon Ayuk makes a lot of sense for them, and um, he can, you know, contribute the way that Debo Samuel did last year. Remember, Debo Samuel was a beast. Um, they have to replace Joe Staley. They replaced him with Trent Williams, so it keeps their offensive line among the elite uh, in, the, in the NFL. The Dallas Cowboys and New Orleans Saints, the Saints added um, two two guys on the offense, Cesar Ruiz and Adam Trotman, and they're not really going to be um, guys expected to contribute a lot in their first year um, because you know they have the um, you know the, the makers of an elite offense already. All right, but the Cowboys, you know, they stacked on top of a strength of wide receiver by adding Ceedee Lamb to what they already have with Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup. All right, um, you know, so giving Dak Prescott some more pass catchings. Um, you know, that could compete with the group that is in Kansas City, actually. Um, you know, switching around from, you know, Jason Garrett to Mike McCarthy, you know, um, should be enough to, you know, um, you know, kind of keep any, any growing pains associated with, you know, learning a whole, you know, entire new new system. And I think that uh, Mike McCarthy is going to bring that modicum of respect that the Cowboys did not get with Jason Garrett. A lot of people did not respect the Cowboys. Jason Garrett was a coach. All right, just to tell you the truth, they didn't respect him. All right, um, the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> the Ravens, you know, did their thing, man. Um, they added J.K. JK Dobbins, a running back from Ohio State, makes it uh, a lot of sense for them in, in the short and the long term as a uh, you know compliment piece to uh, Mark Ingram, and then you know uh, eventually succeeding Mark Ingram as running back in Baltimore. Um, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, man. You know they, they they do what they do. You know we're gonna see if they can you know make a make a move as a, as a repeat champion. 
and see what happens and see if they have any competition in that AFC West. That's going to be the beginning thing right there, to see if the Raiders or the Broncos or even the Chargers can and can give Kansas City some kind of competition in that AFC West. All right, this is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass, the hump day quarantine, coronavirus edition. All right, we're going to take a quick pause to the cause. When we come back, we're going to talk some baseball, man. All right, we're going to talk some baseball when we come back. This is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass, the coronavirus edition. We are in the building. Let's get it.
Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rates. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. 
you can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today.
Yeah, that's that's pretty much it, man. Talking about um, some stuff that we missed, man. We missed sports, you know. We missed the whole thing, man. Um, being able to just have, you know, um, you know, the excitement of having your team that you root for, or uh, certain, you know, athletes that you root for to do whatever they do, man. And we don't have that now, so um, you know, it, 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 you know, some people resorted to, you know, watching the old games and. You know, like, um, you know, and, and, and the documentary of The Last Dance of Michael Jordan, that was moved up. That was supposed to take place next month in June. They moved it up, and it's got a very, very good response. I love it. You know what I mean? People watching it. Um, the kids are learning about, you know, how, you know, the greatness of Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? And, and we just don't say that. You know, like, they find ways to, you know, try to big up LeBron and compare LeBron. There's, there's no comparison. So I guess, you know, they're, they're seeing that now. So um, having those things to talk about, man, it gets, you know, it keeps us talking, man. It keeps us, you know, motivated for hopefully whenever, you know, sports decides to come back. Um, I'm of the belief personally that they, it shouldn't even come back this year. It shouldn't, period. You know what I mean? I just think that they should just take this time and, you know, get it right. You know what I mean? Make sure, you know, you know, tested or whatever the case may be, you want to be able to open, you know, come back with fans in the stands. And you can't do that now. So, again, I think they should just, you know, call this season a wash, man, come back in 2021, um, motivated. Everybody's, you know, more or less going to be healthy. You know what I mean? And, and we could take it from there, you know. So I'm quite sure that, you know, baseball could take a loss. All right? I'm quite sure of it. Um, all sports, you know, they're going to have to, you know, eventually take a loss. Um, I was talking behind the scenes with my man, Bob James, and he posed a question about, you know, if baseball was to come back or if it wasn't to come back, could you at least put some kind of semblance of some kind of baseball together? And as I was thinking about it, I was like, hey, why not? You know, um, and I think that, you know, the idea that he had was kind of decent. You know, you have each, you know, each division bring their own particular team to the table. America League East would bring their team. The America League Central would bring their team. Um, the America League West would bring their team. Um, the same thing would happen in the National League. And then I guess, you know, at the end of the, the weekend or the series or whatever, you'd have the, you know, AL and the NL would have the ultimate all-star game. So I think that that's a dope idea. You know, um, and, and I think each division would be loaded. Each division would be loaded. You talk about, like, the American League East, you would have, like, uh, Aaron Judges, Stantons, right? Then you would ha you have the Guerreros, the Bichios, the young kids, right? You know what I mean? Um, you have pitching Garrett Cole. Um, you know, you, you, you have pitching with the Tampa Bay guys. Um, American League Central wouldn't be a slouch. Those all those bats with the Minnesota Twins, those guys with the White Sox. Um, again, you know, the, the Royals, Tigers might bring in Cleveland, you know, Lindor and those guys that bring that to the table. Then the American League West, Trout, you know what I mean? All those Houston Astros, you know what I'm saying? Texas Rangers, you know, a couple of Mariners, you know what I mean? So again, that, that, that American League team, that American League, um, those all-star games would be good. Then you have you know, the National League, wow. You know what I mean? You have the, you know, the Nationals with their pitching. The Braves with their young guys, you know what I mean? The Mets with their pitching, okay? Here come the Phillies with, you know, Bryce Harper. Then you got the National League Central, 
know what I mean? Um, the St. Louis Cardinals guys, you know, um, the, the Brewers guys coming through, you know what I mean? Cincinnati with those young guys coming through doing what they do. So, and then you got the National League West, Mookie Betts with the Dodgers, David Price with the Dodgers, you know, the Diamondbacks doing their thing, Colorado with uh, Arenado. So it, it, it would be good. I think it, it would be a good situation. I think that, um, you know, um, the fans would definitely get into it, you know, and then maybe, you know, you could have, you know, the, the fans vote, you know what I mean, uh, uh, for the, you know, their favorite players and their particular players would start in, in, in the particular all-star games. Um, the scheduling of that would be kind of crazy. I don't know how you would do that. I don't know how you would do it. I guess you would do – you could do one interleague. You could do one interleague. You could do, like, the AL East against the NL East, AL Central against the NL Central, and the AL West against the NL West. They do interleague anyway, so do interleague. Do one series interleague, then you rotate. Or however, they would, however they would figure it out. But I think it would be dope, man. I think it would be something to do, keep people talking about baseball. Um and, you know, I just can't wait for it to come back. But, again, um, whenever it does come back, man, um, I just hope that it comes back with the fans. I, I'm not really going to be interested in watching, you know, baseball games with no crowd. I'm, that's not that's going to get boring real fast. That's going to get very boring real fast. Go ahead, Bob. Let's look what's happened to rest. Pro wrestling can't entertain without a crowd. I mean, how can any any sport really do that? So think about that. Yep, yep, yep. and that, that's that's one of the reasons why I said it, you know sports should be a watch for this year, man. Because it's it's not going to be the same coming back, you know, playing games without a crowd, and that makes it, it, it doesn't make sense. It it does it really doesn't make sense, man. So I just think that you know, in in the best interest of everything, just call it a watch, man. Forget about twenty twenty. Um, focus on, you know, getting everybody right for 2021, start all over, you know what I mean? And, um, do what you got to do, especially, you know, with, with football and college football and, and all of that, everything, because college football should be doing it. They should have been doing their spring games last month. So when they going to go back? So every, every month, you know what I mean? That, that, that pushes back. That's another two months. we got to wait. So now you push it against August and September. You know, you know you're not coming back in April, so then you're gonna be pushing against September and October. Then kids are getting ready to graduate and all of that. That madness that comes along with that. Nobody's gonna be able to march. Everybody's gonna be doing their graduations virtually. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. So uh, again, man, I think that you know, in the interest of you know, particular, I don't want to get political, man. But I, I just think that the states that are, um, you know, opening back up, you know, I think that they're, they're kind of jumping the gun a little bit. That's just my opinion about it. You know, if they really, you know, about, you know, making sure that, you know, their, their citizens' safety is the, the priority, I think they should wait. You know what I mean? Understanding that, you know, um, um, you know, capitalism has no moral base. I get it. And there's no better example of that than what we're seeing right now. They don't care. They want to get paid. They want their bread. You know what I'm saying? Capitalism has no moral base, yo. And, and that's and, and that's sad. So, again, at the end of the day, you can cry you know, all you want about, oh, this one passed away. It's so sad. Yeah, it's sad, I. Right. 
It's sad. Don't front for me, though. Don't, I don't want to see the crocodile tears. You don't care about that. The show must go on, remember? You know what I'm saying? So, again, man, I think that, um, you know, um, what, uh, what, uh, what, more, what more proof do you need that with the, with the tragedy that's going on and, and, you know, everybody's being touched by this particular situation? Um, I just think that it should just kind of like just everything should be put on pause. And, and that's everything. You know, because you're seeing examples now of how it's working without crowds and, you know, without the, you know, normalcy that you get from events. It's not working. It's not. It's definitely not. So I just think that you should just, you know, kind of fall back with everything, man. Um, What's your thoughts in regards to that all-star idea you had, Bob? I wanted to kind of hear you chime in a little bit more in regards to that. Well, it was like what you were saying there. You could do some interleague, you know, but let's you know, put, just put an all-star game together with uh, the best of each division. Each division, you know, and just have divisional games. You know, I mean, you know, let, the, let, you know, let there be some division, divisional games and just let it be to where, you know, Grant, we know it's not going to count for anything. We know that. And then you just have the actual all-star game itself with the best of the best of the American League and National League, I think, which would be great. I don't think I don't th- I think baseball is the only one that can really loan itself to doing this. I don't think you can see this happen with football or basketball. Right. I mean, you know, I think, you know, in regards to um baseball, I think that that's the that's the sport that they really, really would like to come back out of all of them. Baseball. Like this year. Like now, they would like to see baseball come back out of all of them. Because again, you know, you get 162 games. You know what I mean? So again, you're still going to get at least 100 if you start the season next month. You get at least still at least 100 games. So they got they they want baseball to come back this year. They need baseball to come back this year. You know what I mean? But I think if they didn't. Um, they would have to have some kind of, you know, some kind of alternative plan, um, some kind of, you know, um, something. Because, you know, it's going to be a shame. But I, I'm not really interested if in them playing the World Series in December at a neutral site. That's not, that's not going to do nothing for me. I'm not really interested in that. You know what I mean? That, t- that takes away, I, I don't want to see that. I don't care about, no, no, don't give me the World Series at a neutral site. That's not what the World Series is about. I don't want to see that. So, again, um, you know, it it doesn't matter to me, um, you know, whether the games come back this year or not. I'm good, personally, just in my own space. I'm good if baseball or, or sports doesn't come back at all this year. I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? Um, because, again, um, people are, are learning now how to, you know, live and, 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 and do what they were supposed to be doing from the door, from the beginning. So, again, um, you know, if it doesn't come back, that's fine. If it does come back, that will be fine, too. But I'm not really going to really even be getting into it because it's not going to be what it's supposed to be. It's going to be a reasonable facsimile, and I'm not really into that. You know what I mean? So, again, you know, um, if they would announce today or tomorrow that you know sports would be back, you still have you still would have to wait a month or six weeks 
because they got to have training camps, they got to get back in shape, they got to do this, they got to do that. So that's another six weeks down the hole. So what are we doing? So that 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 that's the that's the thing. That's what I'm talking about, man. Because it's already you know it's already like you know the first week of May. You know what I'm saying? And you're talking about NBA facilities. Some facilities are, are, are going to open um, May the eighth. You know what I mean? This week, and I think that's kind of crazy. You know. So again, they 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 want to get that they want to get that money. They want to get that money, and I'm and I'm not really I'm not really with this. I'm not really with it. You know, they, they you know the the Atlanta Hawks have decided not to open their facility on May the first. Um, a, a bunch of NBA teams, you know, are relaxing their stay at home guidelines by letting you know some of them practice. Uh, no more than four players would be prevented at a facility at any time. Um, no head coach or assistant coaches can participate. Uh, there's no group activity, um, no practices, no scrimmages. What the hell is that? You know what I mean? The, uh, the players remain prohibited from using non-team facilities such as public health clubs, fitness centers, or gyms. So what the hell is that? So what are they doing? All team staffers must remain at least 12 feet away from the players. The players must wear face masks at all times. Except during physical action, what the hell is this? Like, I know this is this is this is no, 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 no. It don't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, so again, man, I just think that they should just kind of just you know try to figure out contingency plans or you know get a jump on next year. You know, um, no NBA games have, play, have been played since March 11th. All right, so there's almost two months without any basketball, and I think you know it's going to be more. There's going to be a, a few more months. So again, I think that you know being patient is 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 um, in in um, the best interest of each league. You know, um, now we're in a situation where we're kind of you know getting you know used to it. So, again, some decisions are going to have to be made between now and, let's say, July the 1st. Some decisions are going to have to be made. Because, again, you already have to factor in. Whenever they decide to come back, it's going to be another six weeks before we see games. Because they're going to have to get there. They're going to have to have some kind of training camp or whatever. So it's going to be another month to six weeks. So keep this, keep that in mind. It's not like they're going to announce it that today and they're going to be playing games tomorrow. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So you're going to have to figure out um, what's more, you know, what's what's worth more, you know, people's health or, you know, trying to make money. You know what I'm saying? So, again, man, I, I just think that, you know, for me, um, it's, it's, it's health. Because, again, and, and you don't want to be out there playing games and, you don't know, you know, what what you're gonna be having, um, you know, be able to, you know, contract this this uh this disease, man. It's crazy. You don't want it. Definitely don't want it, man. So that's basically that. Um I got my man Bob James in the house with me, man. Making it do what it do. Um, this pandemic thing is is, is driving people crazy. 
You know what I'm saying? But again, we'll figure it out, man. We'll get to this thing, man. It's, it's, it's always going to be something to talk about. Um, what's going on as far as the WWE is concerned? Uh, Bob, man, I, I really don't think that it's any, you know, to me, I, I can't watch it without a crowd. You know what I mean? And this looks crazy, man. But rest in peace to Howard Finkel, man. I remember, you know, the rest in peace to Howard Finkel. Um, so what's going on in the WWE, man? Talk about it a little bit. I wish I had an answer for it because I'll be honest with you, I got tired of the empty, the whole empty, uh, empty uh, arena thing at uh, the Performance Center, and I'm just, I think it's uh, truthfully, at at some point, uh, you know, you know, you figure the one that would set the example of how to do this thing would be the uh, WWF as far as handling this uh, this uh, pandemic, but uh, wow, it's. It's it's left it leaves you with a lot of choices that really do need to be made. So I mean that that really entails you know the question of what really needs to go on. Well, I don't know, man. I just you know I feel like you know they got they got to do what they got to do, and um, it's just showing an example of. Um, I guess what would happen if you tried to make a comeback, you know, without, you know, the the people that motivate you and the crowd and stuff like that, it's not the same. You you might make it. That's your job to make it like the crowd is there, but it's it's not the same. So again, man, that goes with, and that's going to go with anything. All this stuff, you can't bring this stuff back without having the crowd there. You can't. It makes no sense. So again, um, you know, I, I I understand that you know it's it's about money first. That's what makes it even kind of you know sadder to me. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta get your money. You know what I'm saying? But um, again, um, you know people, you know people's you know livelihoods and and lives are on the line that stake, and I don't think a lot of people will want to be out there putting their lives on the line. You know, for people that really don't, you know, give a damn about them, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. You know what I mean? Because again, you could be, you could be easily replaced. Word. So again, um, people are thinking about, you know, that that's, you know, factoring that into their decision on what they do. But um, yeah, man. So we're gonna, you know, get out of here a little early, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it do what it do, man. My man Bob James holding me down. I know he's working hard, doing what he do, man. Give him a few minutes to get his rest on. Um, check us out, man. Every um, Tuesday night after further review, two point oh, aka the sideline pass, rocking out with you eight to ten p.m. I uh, Eastern Standard Time nine five four two four six zero three nine eight is the math. Get at me on Twitter at RM Desk. Get at me uh, on Facebook after further review, two point oh, aka the sideline pass. Name the group. And that's how we're giving it up, man. Bob James, I appreciate you, man. Um, let's make it happen, man. Tuesday night, we'll talk about something else. All right? Hopefully, we'll be uh, a little bit closer to getting us back into the uh, regular swing of things. All right? This is after further review, man. 2.0, a.k.a. the Salon Pass. This is the mayor, and I am out.
Get him 